Welcome to Three R Sports with Rob, Raj, and Randy Randall. I think I got that right. Rob, Raj, and Randall. And we are here after a long Thursday night of of picks and debate, and that continued on into uh, to Friday and Saturday. And that's what we're going to focus on tonight, guys. Did you enjoy the draft show? Start with Robbie. You're in the middle. You can have the first words. Um, I had a great time. I thought it was entertaining. I thought the, I thought the draft was, as always, it seems to deliver, and it was nice to break it down in real time the best we could. It, uh, it the three hours really flew by. I know we were scheduled for two and a half, and then we stayed on. Um, we we probably could have stayed on for the whole first round, and it really got entertaining towards the end. Yeah, yeah, we did. I think I think the longer it went, the more entertaining it got. So uh, I do appreciate, I do pre- appreciate that. Rods, what did you think of the draft? And let me tell you, I've got a lot of comments about the pure meltdown with the Raiders too. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Even though uh, when we get into it, I'm going to give the Raiders probably a lot higher score than I initially thought when it comes to the draft. Yeah, uh, I think I may have gone viral, which I mean, literally you can see my soul leave my body, which you shouldn't be surprised because they do it every freaking year. But no, it was an awesome show up until, again, round one, pick 17. Um, no, I had a great time. You could tell towards the end we were you – know, I think I was getting nervous because I knew it was going to happen, but part of me was like, all right, they'll be fine. Have a sip. Mellow out. But sure as you know what, they reached. And, uh, yeah, I derailed at that point. But it was a fun show. Absolutely. Now, let's get into it just a little bit. A lot happened. A lot happened that night. A lot, um, I won't say surprised me, but a lot of things that um, that that kind of was almost – um, I wanted to say we knew it was going to happen before it happened, but it was shocking, and it started with uh, pick three. I don't think a handful of people had Trey Lance going to the Niners, and I think that set a tone for the draft. Robbie, were you? I'm still not sure what that was about, but that was kind of an odd moment that you trade up and give all those picks. And I don't know if you even had to. So let's start there with breaking down the draft. Um, okay, yeah. Well, let me just overall. So and in preparing for today's show, going through all the picks and reviewing them all and seeing who, you know, we're, we're going to rank the divisions by division. Yep. Overall, there are a lot of really good GMs in the league right now. They I are. was – I was very impressed with probably 28 to 29 teams. And uh, there's going to be some that I'm going to burn here later on. Um, so I was thinking about this today. And obviously, whenever we reacted live, I thought it was just idiotic that San Francisco would mortgage that many picks on – to trade to get to three to pick to draft a project who probably is 50 50 
And then I got thinking about it more. And is this, is Lance who Green Bay wants? And is there another shoe to drop? Is there going to be, hey, Rodgers, it it does not look like he's going back to Green Bay. And is that, did they call and they say, look, this this is the guy that we think has the most upside We'll try love for a while, um, and then see if, if if that if that works. If that works in San Francisco, okay. Um, but as far as yeah, just trading all those picks and in that division that's loaded, that you're gonna need picks and picks. I just I didn't get it, and I still don't get it. And if and if that Rogers reckless speculation doesn't turn out to be correct, then yeah, I just I don't know what they were thinking. So I've been at home for a couple of days, not to spread my medical problems out to the world. But uh, by the way, uh, if you haven't had the shingles vaccine and you're over 50, this program is brought to you by you never want to get the shingles. You never want to get the shingles because they can go inside and get on your lungs. So uh, I've had a few days to sit at home and scratch and be miserable and, Robbie, I actually stumbled across the same ideal last night myself, and I went and done some research. Unless there's another shoe to fall, I don't know where it's at. The one thing that I had a problem with that theory was, what do you do with Jordan Love? Is he going somewhere? Is you know, um, I just couldn't come up with it. But it's pretty obvious that at this point, Aaron Rodgers is not move is not going back to Green Bay unless something shocking mm-hmm. happens. So that's actually the point we should start with, even reviewing the draft. Aaron Rodgers not going to Green Bay, uh, not not being traded, actually kind of set a little bit of a tone for the draft with him coming out earlier in the day and saying, "Hey, I'm not going back, guys." Rodgers, do you think that was time to do that? And I absolutely do. And did he think he could force a trade then and there? Aaron Rodgers is not stupid. Aaron Rodgers' agents are not stupid. The timing was obvious, and I think it was timed intentionally, you know, from my perspective, from most. Um, I was very surprised by all of this in the sense that what I read that really ticked him off, I was like, okay, that's it? Like, Nobody ran over his dog or, uh, you know, somebody didn't hook up with his girlfriend or fiance. Now the girl that was in the descendants and something else, I didn't get it. And he just kind of threw a tantrum and, you know, went out with basically, I think it started out that he told some in the organization that he wasn't thrilled. And then that blew up whether intentionally or not, it spread like a wildfire. Uh, I, it leaves me speechless. Uh, and, and then, you know, how he's 37 years old. So what are you going to give up, number one, to get him? Seems like people are willing to mortgage the future, you know, yep. in order to get a 37-year-old. And, you know, Green Bay's had a decent offensive line of late, you know, put him on the, on the wrong line and he's dead. But he said he won't go, you know, to certain teams. Um I was just very surprised. I mean, it's, you know, does it tarnish his legacy? Did, does somebody, I hate to bring up Brady or, you know, 
even Joe Montana, when he went out, he went out classy when he left the Niners and went to Kansas City. Um, he just kind of like threw a fit. And again, the questions that it begs is, is worthy of a first round pick or, or like eight first round picks? What do they do with Love? And is Green Bay looking to get a starter like Derek Carr, you know, like a Jimmy G or some of these others in return? Um, yeah, I'm still surprised by it. So um, let's start there with breaking down the divisions. And I think it's, that was the story of early in the draft. Uh, so let's start since the majority of the high picks were in the AFC. Uh, let's start there and let's start in the AFC East. Uh, no, let's start out West. Let's start out West. Okay. So out West, I thought to myself and, and we'll, we'll get through each division here real quick. I'm posting. So give me just a second. Um, Welcome. I was gonna say, while you're doing, while you're posting, I was just thinking, uh, comes to mind, Barry Sanders, uh, Gail Sayers, Calvin Johnson, players that just retired their organization and retired out of spite or whatever else. But there's been no quarterback to do that, right? Am I missing somebody? I mean, so this would be a, this would be a first, I think, if Rodgers just said, hey, I'm out and I'm just – you know, with 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 a it lot rem- of the tank, I think he just won the MVP. It was was reminds me of a uh, like. Sorry, I was just going to say that it reminds me of Eli Manning throwing a fit as a I'm not going to San Diego at the time, and it all worked out with the Giants trading and and Rivers dropping to five. But I remember that like throwing a fit is what I call it, and it, it has been a while. But uh, yeah, Eli Manning was like 18 when he did it. Yeah, uh, the only thing I could think of, do you think Andrew Luck quit out of frustration or do you think it was 100% his health? I think that- it, yeah, I think it was his health. I mean, good God. I mean, as a Titans fan, we, you know, go, go to games, I watched firsthand. They just didn't give him any protection. He was running for his life. And what, he like frack or bur- burst his spleen or – I should know this. I look at medical records all day long, but <laughs> however you <laughs> ruptured spleen, I think it is something along those those lines. Yes, I, I'm here with you guys. I'm just getting uh, something set up for us here. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Robbie. Oh, I, I was just just rambling on. All right, sorry. Um, as everybody knows, we've had some internet feed issues, and I just made sure we had some clean internet. Uh, sorry about that. And now I, we should be good rest of the show. So I want to, I want to start with the divisions that we talked about going through and we'll start. What, do you guys care if we start AFC or NFC either way? Does not matter. All right. So let's start with Rogers division, the AFC West. I ranked the teams as I thought the chargers had the best draft. I thought the chiefs had the second best draft. I thought the Broncos had third best draft, and I think all three of those drafts were good drafts. Um, I struggled with some of the Broncos' mid-round picks. The Raiders, I actually ended up liking their draft, but doesn't it feel like their first-round pick ought to have been their second-round pick, and their second-round pick ought to have been their first-round pick? Um, What was your thought of that division, Robbie? 
So <clears throat> I have similar rankings. I have the Chargers at, at number one in that division. I think they may have had one of the best overall drafts of the whole league. I was really yeah. impressed with what they did. Um, they took they took a you know off of the tackle at thirteen, which they need. They took cornerback and then got a wide receiver in the third round i believe it was no no yeah third round from ut palmer who my god he had a great he averaged 21 yards a catch with a horrible quarterback throwing to him uh so i yes. think those those are three great picks to upload with um it's like they hit their needs uh they watch out for them they're gonna be really good this year um i have kansas city in second uh Trey Smith at the end. Um, that's first round talent. If he's not, if he doesn't have health issues, yeah. I I, I, I yelled at the TV. I well, I pu- I pulled a Raj every single pick after about the fourth round. The Titans passed on Trey Smith. I don't know why they did that. Um, so Denver and Oakland. Uh, I have some some issues with both of them. Uh, I agree with you that they Oakland reached for the first round, could have waited, could have got maybe a better player at that position. Denver not going and getting fields um, bothers me, and because I don't think Bridgewater's the answer, and you have a chance to get for the next fifteen years your quarterback situation locked down. And I've been, if you don't have the guy, draft the guy, draft, draft, keep doing it. Um, And so I, I think looking back and I'm with you, Randall, as I was ranking them, I initially ranked them off a gut, then went back and reviewed Oakland kept getting better to me overall. I think their first pick uh, really was just that blink reaction that it was a bad draft, but they did improve. So, uh, and even talking myself into it now, I'm going to put Oakland third in this division and, and move Denver down to fourth. The one thing I liked about Denver, though, is I thought they may have had the most. I really like Denver's and Oakland's second round picks. And I really think they kind of um, turned it around a little bit. But, Robbie, to your point, Denver could have come out of this draft with Fields and Williams, and you're set in the backfield for the next decade. And you've uh-huh. already got a couple of nice wide receivers in that division. Rods, did you think the Raiders saved it a little bit with some of their moves? I know you like the second-round pick. No. And the reason why I say that <laughs> is you know, I'm just a strong believer in you take the best player available – or you maximize your value any way that you can. And at 17, you know, they picked a guy that had a second or third round grade. I don't care if you have a, they're not one win away from the Super Bowl. Uh, great. They got a guard, you know, uh, a kid who had massive pass protection problems last year. He was picked at 17. I'm, I'm sure they made up for it. But the reason why people like Morig is, or, or didn't like Morig was the ankle injury. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams pass on that kid, and he fell all the way to the middle of the second round. He is a Thorpe Award winner. I think, yes, he could be just a great pick, but it doesn't make up for it. Uh, you know, Koontz, the third-round pick, the defensive end out of Buffalo, 
another guy that went probably two rounds ahead of where he should have gone. And, you know, defensive end out of Buffalo, that sounds like somebody I used to know, Khalil something or other. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like the DB out of uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, Divine Diablo is his name, or it's a Diablo. I can't remember how they pronounce it, but that's just a sweet name. Um, again, Maury, this could be a draft where they got four starters. But I don't think anyone's going to start from this draft at the start of the season. Maybe Leatherwood, because you should see what they have behind him, and it's not pretty. Um, overall, I, you know, I didn't, Kansas City, you know, they got Nick Bolton. They didn't have much to go with. So I guess we're grading them on value because people like their draft. Um, I was like, eh, whatever. They don't need much anyways. Um, I, I think I think I, what I liked about Kansas City is, just to interrupt you real fast, is I agree with you. You know, it's hard to rank them great without a first-round pick. But they came out with Bolton and Creed Humphreys, both who had a early second or even late first-round grade. I just thought they used their picks wisely. Um, to come away with two players like that. Very fair point. Um, I didn't see them as being graded that high personally. I, I knew their names. You know, sometimes we think of name recognition like Trey Smith. You know, look at the guys that went undrafted. I mean, anybody that follows college football would be shocked, but obviously the NFL GMs right. or theoretically know better than all of us. Um and I was flat out shocked by some of those dudes that didn't get drafted. Um, I mean, it's a fair point. You know, I always kind of go back and see, did you get starters out of this? Did you did you address an areas of need? And and to that point, yeah, they, they did do that. Um, I just, you know, I didn't have first-round grades on either personally. Not that I had an elaborate grading system. I just, you know, I think they did the best with what they had to do with, but I wouldn't put them, you know, ahead of somebody that just got, you know, like I like Denver's draft. They got like, I agree with Robbie though that that Fields was a good option, but they got like twenty picks, and those picks were all, um, you know, pretty, pretty solid in terms of plug and play. Um, by the way, I'm looking at some projections had Nick Bolton in the middle, early second, Creed Humphrey, uh, you know, it's a center in the third, but they they need a center. Um, the rest of their draft, I know you guys like Trey Smith, but he did go a little late. Again, I'd rank the Chargers first then Denver, then KC, then the Raiders. I I actually I, – I struggled with moving the Raiders up one. I, I just didn't have it in me. Um, so, let's, let's, let's move on then, uh, and we'll save the AFC South uh, to the last. Let's go to the AFC North, where I really thought teams did well. I really like the first-round picks of Newsom to the Browns, uh, Chase to the Bengals, and of course, Najee Harris to the Steelers. The one, I, the one draft that I struggled with is I I struggled just a little bit with Rashad Bateman to um, the Ravens. Is Rashad Bateman came in and his his mo for this draft was he's a route runner that would forget forget that would fit a traditional offense, and then you put him with Lamar Jackson. I really don't see the mix working there. So my grades come down to the Steelers who got Najee Harris, got a, the arguably the second rated right tight end in the draft. Uh, the Bengals, who I think did well 
with, of course, Chase, and then coming back with a second-round lineman. Uh, the Browns, which I think I'm the lowest I have seen on the Browns. Everybody else is much higher than me. And then the Ravens. But then I said the Steelers, the Bengals, and Browns were all winners on draft night. So I thought that division done well. Uh, Robbie, we'll just keep, stay with Robbie and then Raj on this one. All right, so I've got this division as the best draft of the AFC. Um, I've got it Baltimore. So I disagree, Randall. I think Bateman brings much needed as a outside or a slot receiver who can run a quick slant and who right. can be a first. This is your option, Lamar. If he's open, hit him. If not, you improvise. You go deep. You get open. So I think a clear route defined first read, get to it. If not, then, then let's improvise. Um, so I like that pick for them. I got Cincinnati at second. I think Burrow and Chase reconnecting from just coming off of a knee. I would have, we were, at least I was saying it on draft night, do you want to go protection for Burrow? Uh, if you don't go protection, then I really like the idea of going, Hey, someone he's already familiar with. They know each other. They obviously get along. I think Burrow signed off on it. So I like Cincinnati's pick. They got um, they got some rushers in the, th in the third and fourth round to help. Um, Cleveland, yeah, this is – if I was a Browns fan, this has got to be the most hopeful Browns fans have been in, I guess, since they moved back to Cleveland. Um, it seems like – They've got people that know what they're doing. I think they drafted well. They got defensive help. Uh, their offense is good. Uh, Baker's doing well. They've got weapons, but they did pick it, pick him some help up with the wide receiver from Auburn. Um, and and I like Pittsburgh. And ranking Pitt last in my ranking of this division isn't a knock. I just thought this division nailed it. I thought yeah. they all did really well. Najee Harris, like – yeah, I mean, I don't buy the premise, don't draft a running back in the first round. You draft the best player and you draft your need, best player meet your needs, and that's who you draft. And that's what the Pittsburgh needed. Um, they got a tight end in the second, got some O-line help for Ben. Um, I, You know, I'd have a hard time outside of L.A. And this is how good I think that the North drafted. Pitt being fourth in there would be a top eight probably in the AFC. I, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, and, and a player, Rods, that jumped off in that Cleveland draft to me, we were talking to him down at 17 uh, with the Raiders was from Notre Dame, and they pick him up at 52, which is joke. Um, he kind of kind of slid throughout the draft, ended up at 52, don't you think? Yeah, um, I, it's so funny when you talk about that division. I think we all agree they all – it was probably the best overall division. There's a reason why three teams made the playoff by playoffs last year, 12-4, and 11-5, 11-5. and 5, 5. Um, I thought Cleveland, partly because of that, you know, with, with Owusu Koromoa, uh, no, I thought Cleveland was my number one in, that in the division. Sorry if I could talk, which is hilarious. You know, Newsom, uh, they got the receiver Schwartz. 
Just right after said he can talk, he uh, yeah. He got, hey, the weather's really nasty in the area. When he gets back, we'll um, we'll talk about it. Uh, talk. We'll let him have his final word about that. But I was yeah. It was, liked, it was opening day at the lookouts, and it got postponed today. I was, I if I didn't have court, I was going to go. I'm going to go Saturday for used car night. Oh, absolutely, my favorite night. Is he coming back? Yeah, let's get him here. We've got a sick household here, too. Uh, it's horrible. Yes. Hey, welcome back, L.A. Uh, Las Vegas Reachers. Yeah, dude, that was uh, was like a straight-up T-Mobile, OG T-Mobile on a Nokia. <laughs> this thing just dropped, like no warning whatsoever. Uh, I, I was just saying about this division how it's so funny because you can interchange, and I think we did interchange for the most part, three of the four teams in terms of your best draft. I loved Cleveland because of that. At because of the value they got, I'm just kind of talking about Anthony Schwartz went way ahead of uh, the guy who caught more passes there, Seth. And you guys would know SEC uh, country, Seth Williams. Yes, is that the Auburn receiver? Um, yeah, I, I just remember them throwing the ball to that dude a lot. But you know, Cleveland got you know the DT from Ohio State, the kid Felton from UCLA in the sixth round, uh, the safety from Georgia. You know, talk about Tony Fields, the kid out of uh, West Virginia. I, I mean. I'm trying not to be overly named and or reliant, but I thought Cleveland killed it. And that's an 11-5 team. Now, they're only going to go as far as Baker doesn't pick them, if you will. But, you know, I really thought they did great. We talked about Pittsburgh. I think everyone loves Najee Harris. It's kind of funny. I think right around – I'm not sure Josh Jacobs was 24th overall. Um, but, you know, another monster from uh, – Alabama running back being taken right in the same spot. And Josh Jacobs has done pretty darn well for a team that doesn't have a ton of holes. Um, it's just Quincy Roche, the kid out of Miami at, at defensive end, a six round pick. And, and it's just the same. Most of these organizations are good. Uh, we talked about Baltimore, Rashad Bateman. I mean, when he did play two years ago, kid was a beast. Um, I think he came, if memory serves, he started the season and was like, eh, like I'm not going to do myself any favors and he sat out kind of ditched his team and stuff i don't dig that but it paid off um and then cincinnati you know getting chase as the wide receiver i you know i part of me thinks they should have gotten sewell there um actually a lot of me does um you know with there to have higgins uh i think aj green is gone but that boyd you know receivers weren't their problem although you know they wanted to get that can fly obviously has a rapport um if I were ranking the division, Cincinnati, again, it's tough. I'd probably put Baltimore last, uh, then Cincinnati, then Pittsburgh, and Cleveland at the top. So Cleveland, Pitt, Cincinnati, and Baltimore. Um, main knock on Cincinnati being that, again, I think Joe Burrow is going to die if they don't get somebody big to protect him. And the kid out of Clemson in the second round, um, you know, there's a reason why he went late second. Uh, all valid points. I think we're more spread out on that division than any so far. Uh, we're really spread out all over the place on that one. I will give you this. The worst thing I could think to, of in this division was I thought they were better fits than in Baltimore. But to Robbie's point, it, it, it's a difference in philosophy, and, and I hadn't thought about it 
It's almost like giving him a tight end, a two tight end set with less reads. So uh, I really like the uh, good breakdown on that division. Let's quickly go ahead and move to the AFC East, the home of the Dolphins, who I have seen ranked either one or two more than any other team. Uh, the Patriots, who I gave a good rank. A lot of my rankings go to the first round, and Matt Jones, uh, I, I really think they got the guy they wanted and didn't have to move. Uh, also, the Jets. I thought the Jets had a really good draft. Uh, the reason I have them at three has more to do with uh, the whole Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, and I'm not sure Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson's going to be a great pro, but I'm not sure moving away from Sam Darnold was the right decision there. And then um, a last in that division, and, and not out of any bad drafting, I just thought Balt or Buffalo's draft, they went edge-edge, and they kind of drafted the same guy twice um, in their first two picks. So I gave uh, Buffalo – and, you know, again, when we talk about it, Buffalo's not a team that needs a whole lot. So they had the luxury of maybe doing something other teams weren't able to. That was my rankings. Rob, where did you land up in the AFC East? So uh, similar um... – so I think Miami used the picks they had really well and filled the holes they needed to fill. Uh, they they're they're going to be in the mix. Um, same with the same way Burrow with a familiar face with Chase. I think uh, Tua with Waddle, then getting the edge rusher you need, getting some help on defense and some O line help. I just think they did a really solid. I mean, they had four picks in the first two rounds. I thought they just they I mean, they just nailed it. They did what they needed to do. Very similar to the Chargers. Look, this is what we need. We got the players here, and just hook, line, sinker. That's what we need. I've got New England second. Mainly, we'll see how good Mac Jones is, but the way they let the draft come to them and didn't panic and very much like, okay, this is where things are going. We don't need to make a trade because every, almost every analyst out there that I saw had them giving up first round or pick or two in some seconds, all moving up to get possibly who they ended up with at their original spot. So, yeah. The quarterback play, we'll see how good he is. I think he will be good. I think he fits Belichick's system. And you know Belichick and Saban were on the phone all night long or night up until draft being like, hey, what am I getting with this kid? And obviously Saban signed off on him and that relationship, uh, you know, and Jones knows what he's going to get with Belichick. It's the same as Saban. It's what he thrived in. So I think New England um, did did get did do second best in this division. So where I flip flopped on you, and I have every I thought the same thing about the Buffalo draft. I had them as number three in this division. I thought the same thing, picking the same position 
two times in a row, it's almost like you're not confident in your first pick. And so you're going to pick back up for what you just had. Yeah. Um, and they didn't really get an offensive threat all week long, in my opinion. And so I, I not, I mean, they're good. They're, they're a really good team and they're, they're, it is the ball bouncing a certain way um, for them to be right in the, the mix. Um, I forgot the Jets last, and it's really just – it's not that I'm not – it's not that I don't think Jack Wilson's going to be good in this league. A 23-year-old Sam Darnold would be a higher-rated prospect than Zach Wilson. Uh, so why yes. not build around Darnold and let him see if, if he can play? Like not, not see if he can play. See if you can build a team around him. Because all you've done is replace a guy with NFL experience with a guy that doesn't have NFL experience. And you're expecting this to magically work. And so for that reason, that's just – that logic just can't fit with me. And so that's why I bumped them to four in this division. It just – it didn't make any sense to me why you just push reset to – pick the same team to it, it's like if you're losing it's like when you play, you're playing Madden and you pick the Lions and you're like man I picked a dumb team and then you want to reset the game and you start back over and pick the Lions again like don't do that the Chiefs are sitting there pick the Chiefs yeah <laughs> I, I I think that's a great question Robbie so Rog where would a 23 year old Sam Donald without the last and guys we forget it was two years under arguably the worst quarterback destroyer I've seen in this league. Yeah. In Adam Gase. Ask if Ron Tannehill about that. Absolutely. Where would 23-year-old Sam Darnold been in this draft without those two years under Adam Gase? I mean, a lot better off. That's for darn sure. Uh, yeah. I, I talked about this in the draft show and before and during. Uh, it was widely speculated that they were going to grab Zach Wilson, who, again, is like a carbon copy of Sam Darnold. And if the two were stacked up, I agree with Robbie that Darnold would be a better overall prospect. Um, I thought he, he also had better seasons, improved it more soft field. Um, you, you know, I'm kind of torn on the Jets. I thought they did pretty well. In terms of getting, you know, some starters, they really did. I mean, they got AVT out of USC, a guy that can play all over the offensive line. Uh, Elijah Moore, the old Miss wide receiver, I think he's going to see a lot of playing time right away. Um, and then Michael Carter out of North Carolina. We all know those two North Carolina backs. Good grief, those dudes can fly. And uh, even the kid Jamie and Sherwood out of uh, Auburn, you know, I know that he's 6'2", like 220 or so, so he's kind of played a, like a rover outside linebacker in college he translates to a safety in the nfl um you know this is why i'm always torn on the draft if i look at value then i'm probably going to england who got three starters uh basically in the top three rounds in jones barmore and ronnie perkins the defensive end out of oklahoma um i'm not completely sold on mac jones and by the way real quick it's kind of funny that people were kind of flip-flopping and i bet on lance on uh on bet mgm um, just because the odds were good, and I just felt like they were going to get that type of kid. Um, 
why is it such a shock that the Niners gave up so much for Trey Lance? But when we all kind of widely speculated it was going to be Mac Jones, no one said, you know, they mortgage the future. They gave up too much. Um, it's just interesting that the perspective switched suddenly. Uh, you know, I, I like what they did, but Buffalo also, you know, is defensive end a real big need. They got Rousseau and Basham Jr., Great value, good players. Um, not exactly need positions, but, you know, and that's a 12 and 14 if memory serves last year, or maybe 13 and three, I can't remember. Um, I, you know, this is a tough one to rank. I'd probably go New England one, begrudgingly. Miami two, in getting Waddle, Jalen Phillips out of Miami, the UCLA transfer. Javon Holland, who was an All American, who sat out last year. Uh, I think they got him in the fourth round, and he had a first round. Great. Before he sat out, and by the way, only Bateman seems like a guy that sat out that actually benefited. Um, and, and then Eichenberg, the kid out of Notre Dame. Um, you know, again, they had four picks in the first two rounds, but that's four starters right there. Um, so I would probably go New England, Miami, the Jets, and then Buffalo. And this division also did very well. Uh, I'd rank the Jets higher. Like I said, I always kind of think of who's a starter. Uh, a good starter. Zach Wilson's going to start, but we'll see. Um, but philosophically, why they got rid of one dude for his little brother makes zero sense. Well, and uh, to your point, I, I I don't think I like the trade the trade to start with, but I think moving up, and maybe it was my perception, and and we kept seeing in the news that Lance was a possibility to the Niners, but. I really just didn't grasp that, you know. Um, they locked into Zach Wilson in New York so early. I don't know if they went through the process with him. That's well, what scares me. Robbie, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was. I heard uh, Kyle Shanahan on the lead, on uh, some radio show today talking about how, yeah, Garoppolo's going to be the starter. We'll know Lance is ready when he's ready. And I'm like, what? Like – Doug Peterson got fired, what, two years after a Super Bowl? Yeah. You don't have time to trade, mortgage all these draft picks for a project. You better know who you want, and you better, he better be ready. Um, I mean, it just, it makes no sense to me why you, I, and, and it, it, it would be whether this was Mac Jones or uh, Lance. It's like, why are you trading, like, unless you're going number one overall and you've got, Trevor Lawrence, I don't, they're both gambles, you know, and and I like to gamble. <laughs> I heard it compared to playing poker and having a pair of pocket aces, but you flip it over before the other hand gets dealt. Yeah. So, you know, uh, good point, Raj. That is a very good point. Let's uh, jump. Uh, we're getting a little behind everybody, but we'll get through all divisions. Um, I may have to take – if you see me go to a rescue in Heller – think nothing of it it's no big deal uh afc south uh it's hard to say that the number one over quarter uh i'm gonna rank the titans higher than a team that had my number one quarterback and my number one uh, running back on it but i may rank the titans i listed it the jags the titans the colts and the texans and the texans was the worst draft of any team and i can't you can't blame the texans everything had been Traded away, gave it away. Uh, the Seahawks is on equal ground as the Texans. About as stinky, but 
man, I really thought the Titans done a good job um, kind of addressing their needs, value for picks. But at the end of the day, I looked, and I'm really confused by the ETN pick because I thought James Robinson was a star in this league. But you heard early that that a running back is a real possibility there, and that may go to direct that uh, there's just no one running back system anymore. So I forced myself to rank the Jags first, Titans second, uh, Colts third, uh, just because there were two great drafts in front of them. And the Texan, I think, had four picks in the whole draft. But that's where I landed. Robbie, where did you land on that division? Um, I've got, well, the given is Houston's the worst. And I'll get to them in a second. Um, so I've got the exact same rankings as you. And uh, similar reasons. Uh, I got the Jags one. They got the prize of the draft. Uh, Absolutely. And if everyone's right and you get a generational, you know, quarterback, it's hard not to finish number one in your division. Um, I thought um, – I'm with you with ETN. Like, I don't necessarily know – it, it wasn't even a reach. It was a good player in a good position of the draft position, but – it wasn't a need. And so I don't know if urban's planning on, you know, a lot of this read option, if they're going to spread people, I don't know what there. I, I want to, that's a wait and see pick. It may be, Oh my gosh, that makes total sense in the middle of the season. But right now I didn't get it. I don't think it was position of need for a team that won one game last year. You don't need two running two high pick running backs. And Urban even released in the press, Robbie, which I should have said, that they were planning on predicting Kadarius Tony from Florida, who yeah. everybody felt like the Giants moved up and got at 20 and overdrafted him. So was it just, hey, there's TETN. He's kind of the same size, plays yeah. a different position. You did, it didn't make – it didn't it didn't reason with me completely. Um, yeah, I, I didn't – but, I mean, uh, overall, yeah, you get the best play in the draft. Uh, you win the division. Um, it, the Titan, the the reaction to the Titans draft has surprised me. That a lot of the Colin shows in Nashville are bashing Jay Robinson, and I don't get. I thought the Titans had a solid draft. It wasn't. I, I love it. It was uh, need based. It was um, the wide receiver from Louisville. I thought was a great pick in the fourth round. Obviously, one of our draft picks has already ran into a little legal trouble, but you know you can't have perfect. Uh, coming from last year, where we whiffed on the first rounder, um, I think Farley was a top ten to fifteen talent, and they got him. Uh, injury concerns, obviously, but they got him. I liked where uh, they landed a position of need after letting uh, Malcolm Butler go. And uh, so I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, I think the Colts were right behind the Titans, solid draft. They don't need a lot either. They, you know, two playoff teams from this division, they were good. Um, Houston, I don't understand what they're doing. So they pick Mills, who on, it, on its surface is a fine pick. But you're only picking him 
if Watson's not going to be available. Well, if Watson's not going to be available for whatever reason, you're picking number one in the draft next year. So there's your quarterback. Like, I just don't understand picking Mills at that range. Uh, actually, probably picking first in the draft for a couple of years because Bill O'Brien screwed him, and now the one person you have is not available. So, yeah, Alabama had a better draft than Houston did. They by far had the worst draft in the entire league. I, to point to that is um, I thought Mills was a developmental quarterback for someplace like Atlanta or someplace yeah. that had a, a, a – but he could – and you had Tyrod Taylor – who, by, who has been a starter in this league. And it would probably be the starter if Watson's not there. Yeah, I mean, it would. that's just – they. I don't think they know what they're doing. <laughs> All right, Rog. I mean – that, Robbie. Did you have anything else, Robbie? Or uh, he's drinking now. Rog, what's, what, what was your feelings on that? If he's drinking, it doesn't mean he's done talking, trust me. Um, <laughs> Believe it or not, I mean, last year did the Titans whiff is something altogether when you have like the 18th overall pick and the dude doesn't even play and then get signed. They cut him and goes elsewhere and doesn't even. I think they lasted for like a, a week. So obviously they didn't do their homework last year because uh, that kid is, you know, I hate to use the word cancer, but I don't want to get canceled already. But um yeah, that was just off the charts bad. But this year, Tennessee did their research. I thought they did extremely well, and I was quite surprised. Uh, I love the Farley kid out of Virginia Tech. Raddins, the kid out of North Dakota State, had a first-round grade to a lot of people. That Monty Rice kid, uh, Elijah um, Molden, that's his name, at Washington, that kid was an all-pack 10. Yeah. They crushed it. I thought, you know, even Rashad Weaver down in the fourth round at pick 135, uh, a really – quick off the ball dude and you know receiver from LSU and then a safety from Oregon who had you know Brady Breeze wow like Tennessee had one of my best drafts and I don't think we've ever said that I agree you know, 100% that's the Raiders but uh I I was really impressed when it comes to Jacksonville Etienne is a beast he's one of the best receiving running backs that we've seen in a long time in college probably since Reggie Bush uh Etienne is uh, 5'10", 200 and – I wrote it down, 15 pounds. James Robinson's 5'9", 219 pounds. James Robinson caught 49 receptions for, I believe, 377 yards or something like that last year. At round one in 25 for a team that won one game, like Robinson said, got way bigger holes than picking that kid. You know, I could maybe see it if it was a thunder and lightning situation – but same bat. lightning and lightning situation, yeah. same bat. I'm very similar, very similar guys. You know, maybe there's a contractual issue soon with Robinson. I don't know. I possibly, um, you know, aside from him, I thought they did well with Tyson Campbell, Walker Little, the offensive lineman who was a five star out of Stanford. Uh, obviously, I'm biased. Jay Tufele, who had a first round grade last year, but decided to opt out this year and fell to the fourth. Um, he, he got burned pretty bad. Uh, and then Indy, you know, getting paid that the first two picks are uh, basically like bookends right there. Fast kids, you know, and a lot of people had that uh, the pay kid from Michigan with a very high grade. And I guess he went at 21 overall. Houston, I mean, I never even liked Davis Mills as a player. I don't know him as a person. I'm sure he's a good dude. 
Um, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan. I mean, the they it they just got O'Brien. I mean, that's a, it's become you know like a verb now, like to O'Brien or uh, you know to f up royally or and give up everything in your future for a stupid for not enough value. Um, so in terms of grades in this division, I went Tennessee. Uh, where'd it go? I went Jacksonville next, even though Etienne and Robinson are almost the same guy. Uh, Indianapolis, and then of course Houston. Yeah, the one thing we all agree on is the Texans are are last, no matter what. Ugh. All right. So in this round, Raj, I'm gonna let you have the NFC first, and then Robbie, you can come in. But let's go ahead and start out west. And I think it was this is one of the harder divisions. For me to judge, I even changed my Niners grade while we've been on this podcast. So uh, I liked what the Cardinals did. I don't love it, but I let them win the division. The Rams, I thought, for a team with no first-round pick, did okay. I really liked the second-round pick to fit that team's need. Uh, Josh Reynolds gone. You've got, but he's a third receiver. So I, you know, was it the greatest? The Niners, I have no problem with Trey Lance as a player. I, I had a problem before the draft and after the draft with the trade. And then again, the Seahawks had no picks to make. And their first pick from Western Michigan was rated as player 144, and they took him in the second round. So clearly the only thing that you could probably stick a pin in with me is the Seahawks had the worst draft. So, Raj, how did you break down the NFC West? Uh, you know, it's funny. I thought the Niners did well. Now, it's tough to kind of – we just don't know about Trey Lance. You know, this this could be one of the greatest moves in NFL history. The odds are it's not. But, um, you know, outside of Lance, you know, the kid out of the guard, Aaron Banks out of Notre Dame, that kid's a monster. Um, you know, they got a lot of plug and play dudes. Trey Sermon uh, out of you know, when Ohio State, when that guy was healthy, gosh, that guy was just trucking people. And we saw him in the national championship game. I think he got hurt pretty early, but he was a beast. Um, you know, Lenore or Lenoir, I don't think he's French. Uh, the corner, I think another kid that, that uh, opted out out of Oregon, but a first round, uh, pretty high grade prior to opting out. And then obviously I'm a little biased with, Hufanga, I'm surprised he went that late at uh, at a number 180 overall in the fifth round um, at a USC uh, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, if memory serves, which it rarely does. But, I mean, the kid's just a playmaker. He's a ball hawk, and he'll tackle anything, like a, a car going down the street without a driver to tackle it. Um, I thought Arizona, you know, it, I think Zayvon Collins is up to 270 pounds, I heard. I, I thought he just went ahead where he was worth at 16. I should say worth. Um, Rondale Moore, another kid. I mean, this could be a home run draft, but Rondale Moore, you know, I think everyone saw Purdue when he was a freshman in that first game that was the first of the year in like August where all of us were watching the worst game ever. And the kid just went nuts. He looked like Reggie Bush and all, all these comparisons. I feel like that guy played four games in college. Like he was always hurt. Um, but Arizona did really well overall with that the corner for Wilson, the kid out of Florida as well. Um, so 
I would, you know, and the other two, the Rams, and like we said, Seattle had nothing. I can't even remember what they mortgaged their future for. Uh, but yeah, I don't even know if I've heard of most of those dudes. Uh, it's not true. I have. Uh, but yeah, I would go with the Niners first, then uh, uh, Arizona, which again, could be a home run. But, you know, overall, this was probably the worst division in terms of drafting. And, and that's probably because, you know, the Rams didn't have a pick until 57 in the second round. And Seattle had didn't have a pick until, I don't know, they may not have picked yet. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I'm going SF, and I like it. Got a lot of players. Uh, Arizona, the Rams, Seattle. Okay. Fair enough. Robbie, where are you at? Okay. Yeah, this was the worst division as far as drafting goes, which is ironic because it's one of the hardest divisions uh, actually on the field. I went – so the Rams and the Cards – I can be sold either way on those with going one or two. I think they, um, the Rams got Stafford a, a weapon. Um, they got some defensive help later. Uh, Cards got, you know, outside linebacker from Tulsa. Got Rondell Moore. I remember that game as a freshman. That's the only Purdue game I've watched yeah, since that game. And so uh, I think he's a stud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree. I agree. The cornerback from Florida, uh, Wilson, is a good player. And so I think they uh, – I think both of those did uh, – I mean, eh, I mean, okay. No, no one hit it out the park. Nobody – I don't think either of those teams struck out. Um, like we've – like you guys have both said, Seattle didn't have a lot of picks to draft. Um, so – but – I'm still ranking them third. I cannot. I still. It. It is Tuesday. So we're four days after the fact, and I still cannot get over the the fact that San Francisco traded all those picks for a backup quarterback. <laughs> and I just, and a, and a pro, a backup project quarterback. Now he may end up being Tom Brady. I don't know, but I just can't. I still can't get over it. Um. And the one thing, man, Pete Carroll better be glad those two that that Super Bowl win and that Super Bowl appearance are in the fact because it's looking rocky in Seattle. They Russell Wilson's not happy. They've traded away a lot of draft picks. Uh, they, hey, uh, I don't even know if they have an owner, if it's still in the Allen family trust, or if they've done all that, but. Um, yeah, Pete Carroll, it, 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 there's some rocky roads ahead. I, I agree with you guys uh, 100%. I think that's a good – I mean, it's my worst division too. I was, I made myself a note that said the division stinks. So um, I, guess if, I guess by rating the cards the best was just kind of my way of uh, just – I had to rank somebody, so – Let's go on to a, a division I thought had a little better, a lot better draft. Uh, let's go to the NFC North, where I had the Bears my winner, getting, of course, Justin Fields in the first round. Uh, the Lions, again, in the first round performed well, but both teams I thought top to bottom drafted well. The Vikes, and then last, the Packers. The Packers took a cornerback uh, that was, the second-ranked quarterback 
on his college team. Uh, I did like the pick of the third-round receiver from Clemson. Uh, I'd I get Aaron Rodgers some help. But if if I'm there and I'm the GM, I try to make Aaron Rodgers happy at this point. Somehow, some way. Uh, but I really I, – the Packers, I just – I don't understand the whole team direction right now. So, But I really – I thought the Bears and the Lions both had really good draft and got excellent value. Rog, uh, let's go ahead and have you start there, breaking down the central. I mean, I agree in terms of uh, your astute analysis. The word stinks. Uh, that's exactly what I felt. Oh, man, that was the last division. I just thought it was awesome. Um, the Bears did really well. It, I guess it depends on your opinion on Justin Fields. Getting Jenkins, a kid out of Oklahoma State, Broom or, or Borum, the kid out of Missouri. Uh, um, they got a receiver named Daz in the sixth round from North Carolina. Uh, that's got to be a good pick, dude, if you got a kid named Daz. Uh, another highly ranked kid, Thomas Graham Jr. out of Oregon, who sat out last year. By the way, the Ducks had, I think, four DBs sitting out last year, um, and they still ended up winning the pack, but on a BS technicality, but we're over it. Uh, Tom got the cat. That kid was a beast, too. Um, I really love what the Lions did, uh, you know, getting, um, you know, the, the defensive lineman who I, you know, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Penexalotta, Oregon. Again, that's a bookend kid. I, I see him as a guy that's going to be a 10-year starter. Uh, he was just a beast. Um, they got a, you know, defensive tackle, space eater out of Washington. Uh, the corner out of uh, Syracuse. And, of course, I'm biased. I'm on Ross St. Brown, who's a beast out of USC. He didn't go until the fourth. And then they got a kid, Jamar Jefferson, a little scat back out of Oregon State, who had a few, like, 300-yard games in his career. Um, so, yeah, and I agree with the other two. Green Bay, again, one win away. So you don't have massive holes. And I, I don't really know what they're doing. And obviously, I don't know what they're doing over there. Sorry, that's from uh, uh, Wedding Crashers. But uh, I don't get it. Like, I think – and, you know, I, I – you know, Aaron Rodgers was in the draft room before that. And, you know, after Jordan Love and then this year, you know, he just wants help. They're close, but he's not getting it. So I think he said, that's it. Uh, you know, I'm done. Uh, so overall ranking, I'm going Lions 1, then the Bears, then the Bikes. You got the, uh, the kid at Bears. I had a pretty high value. They did pretty well. Got a lot of kids that can play. And then whatever Green Bay did, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so when I started off saying, hey, how, how well the GMs did, I said there was about 29 really good GMs, and then there were three bad ones. This rounds out my three. Houston, <laughs> I don't think John Lynch is a bad GM necessarily. He had a bad draft. And then the Packers had a bad draft. Like you guys have said, what are y'all doing? What is the plan? I, I know Rodgers hit him on draft draft day with this news. I'm not coming back. But good God, if you're trying to save his brain, save his good graces, you pick a cornerback. Um, that that's more of a hey, let's kick the field goal and put our defense on the field kind of message as opposed to we're going to get you some help so we can go for it on fourth down. <laughs> um, 
I rated this the Bears mainly on if Fields is as good as advertised. Well, they set they solved the problem that they've had since my whole life. Uh, the quarterback position. So if they've got if Fields is good. Hey, that this is the they could be the winners of the entire draft. Um, and they went O line, second and third, or second and fifth, I'd say. So they got some O line players. Um, I went Detroit second. Um, Seoul is uh really good at that number. Then they got defensive tackle help on the second and third, solid draft. Um, Vikings third. This was this was the Bears, Detroit, Minnesota. I think all had good, really good drafts. Darisol was uh, a good pick at that number. And I'll tell you what, uh, Mond in the third round, I like that. I think that that's a good part. And sit behind Cousins, learn a little. I like that pick at the, in the third round for them. Uh, I don't think Cousins is necessarily the long-term answer. How old is he now? He's got to be in his, what, early 30s, probably 33 yeah. 33-ish. Yeah, he was in the 33, 34, maybe somewhere yeah, close so to that. You sit behind him for a year or two and then uh, see how that progresses. So I like the Vikings. And yeah, I've touched, even though I like the Packers, I like the receiver in the third from Clemson. Um, but yeah, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, go sit by the Texans and take the second pick. Yeah, uh, you're right there. And you're in, you're in a mess. And, you know, and I told someone before the draft, I was like, well, you know the Packers are going to take Aaron Rodgers a weapon. I was almost shocked when they didn't. Um, I, well, and I look, still don't understand it. If you talk, if you think the last two Packers first-round picks and you give Rodgers weapons, um, they're every bit as potent as Kansas City. I, I agree. I agree. Now, the next division, I, I really thought this was maybe the second-best division. Um, I really uh, – the Skins have become a, a really well-run football team uh, somewhere along the way. I guess – Wait, what, what team? The Western the football team. Okay. Yeah, they're still – I'm 55. They're still going to be the uh, – to me. Uh, I, guess, I guess Daniel Snyder got out of the way. Uh, the the person in that division with the most pressure on them is maybe New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. They tried to help him in free agency. They went out to help him in the draft. Um, I think for Daniel Jones, this is the year to perform or not. I saw the Cowboys killed in a lot of uh, ratings, and I really like the Cowboys draft. And I know uh, Parsons have has some issues. But you got a top five talent, you know, in your in your draft outside of the top five, and then the Eagles, which uh, you know I thought the Eagles again did okay. I really don't have a loser in that division, and I do like getting Jalen Hurts, someone he's familiar with, even more than um, the draft in Miami. I think Jalen Hurts needed a comfort rod, uh, someone that he's played with. I really like that for him. So, I I rated this whole division a winner. So, Rog, 
Uh, where did you start with this division? Dude, I'm saying this, but I thought Dallas had one of the best drafts overall. Um, I thought they crushed it. You know, we talk a lot about need. You know, Sean Lee did them a solid, re retired before the draft, and they go out and get the best linebacker in the draft in Parsons at 12. Uh, you know, Joseph, a corner, always a position of need in Dallas. You know, Byron Jones left a few years ago. Osa, uh, I can never pronounce his last name. Uh, I'll pack 12 guy at UCLA. Chauncey Golston out of uh, Iowa. That guy was a beast. I saw him in the Holiday Bowl a few years ago, and nobody could block him. Uh, Jabril Cox, everybody in the SEC is pretty familiar with that dude. Um, he was all over the field. Uh, I thought Dallas crushed it. I really did. Uh, um, I agree that Washington did well, too, with those top two picks. Uh, the kid from Texas, you know, plug them right in. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to call WFT one of the better-run organizations yet. Sorry, North. But, yeah, I, they – I've definitely turned the corner and I'm jealous because my organization stinks. Um, I would then go with probably Philly. I guess they drafted like half of Alabama. So, you know, that's going to be pretty good. Um, and they got the Heisman Trophy winner. So that doesn't suck. Um, and then the Giants. Uh, they had Giants only had five or six picks. The first two picks were pretty good. Uh, Tony and, and, you know, people love Tony. And that kid out of Georgia, the safety, I think. Um, I can't pronounce his last name. And, I'm Indian, so I should be able to pronounce some of these, but uh, I'm also not really boozing tonight. So uh, that does affect my pronunciation. I'm actually much better when I have a few cocktails in me. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Dallas killed it. I tend to agree. Robbie, where are you at on this, James? So this division, the theme of this division was the owners of the teams finally got out of the way. A correct assessment. Um, I have Dallas first. I agree. Rarely, rarely does Jerry and Stephen Jones stick to the plan, but their defense was horrible last year. And the first six picks, all defense, all need, picked the best that was available for that team. Loved it. Thought I thought they got better on draft night. Um, I've got the Giants as number, but this division is much like the AFC North. Any way you want to flip it, there's no argument with me as far as who came first, second, third, fourth. They all did really well. Um, I got the Giants. I got Daniel Jones some help at number one. Although I do think the kid from Florida who they drafted uh, – Benefited greatly from Pitts being such a nightmare matchup. So I'm going to Tony. see see how he he translates. Then they got defense next four out of five. That always helps. Like we said about Philly, Jalen Hurts getting him the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith that gives him some help. And if he can, they could be a dynamic duo. They really could. Um, they got some O line help. Pick some defensive players late. Loved it. Jeffrey Lurie seemed to be getting out of the way. Um, Washington, like, just a solid draft through and through. Um, nothing that jumps off the screen, but nothing to where you're like, why would you do that? I, I, I think this division – in the NFC, this is the, the division that, that won it. Um, just really good all around. And I think that 
all of these teams that were so bad last year, um, all of them got better. I tend to agree. I really um, – I thought Tony was a little bit of an overdraft. A lot of people really like him. Um, the Giants were desperate for wide receivers and through free agency and the draft now. Daniel Jones definitely has the weapons to help himself. Also, uh, just let, for a piece of housekeeping, are we gonna? Do you guys have bets today, or did we not prepare bets? I have not prepared a bet, but I will look. But it is definitely not my confidence level of a ten. Uh, I just prepared one as we talked, so we'll do that quickly at the end of it. NFC South. I love my Falcons pick. Everybody went into this draft knowing that I very much coveted Kyle Pitts. I love the Falcons' second-round pick. I have some issues with the Falcons' two offensive line picks. Uh, I think they're both great run blockers that seem to have issues in pass protection. And when you have a 38-year-old quarterback – you probably need to get some pass protection. I think J.C. Horn's a dynamic athlete at the Panthers. I think that the Panthers drafted for need. Um, I think one of the Panthers' better moves of the draft was requiring Sam Arnold for Donald for a two and a four. New Orleans, I think they fit. They went for need. Uh, I really was kind of shocked that. They didn't come out of the draft with a quarterback that could at least compete uh, with Winston and 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 the option guy that's down there. Tampa Bay, I thought drafted well. I really like Kyle Pitts or Kyle Trask to possibly be a developmental tr- project that when Brady retires ten years from now could be ready to be and NFL quarterback. Kyle Trask is uniquely qualified to be a backup quarterback as until these last two years at Florida, throughout his high school and college career, he had been a backup quarterback. So he is in a position that's familiar for him. He also threw for 35 touchdowns. Uh, He's got problems with his game, true. But you don't expect Kyle Trask to walk in and be a starter tomorrow. On draft night, I so bad wanted to say the Falcons are winning the draft. I ranked the Bucks ahead of the Falcons when I got done with it. And then the Panthers and then the Saints. The Saints, while I like some of their picks, the overall direction of the team really bothers me right now. Drew Brees for so long has been the face of this franchise. It's really hard for me to figure out where the Saints are going. So Bucks, Falcons. Panthers, Saints for me. Rog, where did you fall on this one? This division had me super conflicted every time I looked at a team. Like you said, you know, New Orleans, I had New Orleans third, but at one point I had them second. I've been like you, I have initial rankings. And then the more I read and the more we discuss, and one of you guys brings up a point, you know, I I think most people think they reached on Peyton Turner, uh, the defensive end out of Houston. But I loved their other picks. Like you said, you know, Randall, you you nailed it. You know, Pete Werner, Paulson Adebo was another kid that had a first-round grade two years ago. Uh, Not real stoked on Ian Book in the fourth round. 
Um, he kind of reminds me of Kyle Trask. Uh, switching gears to Trask, I mean, the 64th overall pick, it's kind of like where Drew Locke was picked. It's kind of a no-man's land. Like you said, I mean, he's better than Drew Locke, but I, I you know, I'm not – Tampa I had last, actually, in, in this division. Um, then I had Atlanta, and like you said, just based upon the strength of those top two picks, including Kyle Pitts, who – you know, if I was going to bet on one dude, maybe that should be my my bet your nuts tonight. Which one of these guys, if I'm alive in 15 years, makes it to the Hall of Fame? And I would go without this <laughs> over Trevor Lawrence. Uh, that kid's unbelievable. Um, I love what Carolina did. Uh, like you said, you know, getting Darnold. For, got a first number three overall for a second and a fourth they gave up. Um, you know, J.C. Horn, he became the hot name late. Uh, he had a back injury. Uh you know, it could be an amazing pick. I think he was graded, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14. Somewhere around there, they got him at eight. Uh, Marshall, the kid from LSU, can fly. Christensen out of BYU. Uh, Tommy Tremble, Chub- Chuba Hubbard, everybody at Oklahoma State knew that dude. Uh, he was, I think he's probably right behind Barry in their record books. That guy's a monster. Um, what's kind of funny about Carolina and draft overall is it's kind of like when like, Rivals.com or somebody does their college recruiting class. And one team has like a bunch of like five five stars. Another team has thirty eight four stars, and they rank the other the third the team with thirty eight based on volume a little bit higher. Um, I, I was torn in this division, but I you know I think Carolina actually was both. I think they had twenty kids or something like that. Not literally, but they had a ton. Um, I thought they were the top team. I went with Atlanta next, just based upon pits. Uh, then New Orleans, whose picks I liked, uh, just. They only had six picks or so, um, and then Tampa. Um, you know, Tampa. To be fair, they don't need much. Uh, I don't think Trask is the heir apparent, um, but you know they got their ring, so I don't. Who cares? Take a flyer on them at this point. They may win another one. See that that division, we're all over the place. How about you, Robbie? Uh, yeah. So I've got, and we talked about it on draft night. Uh, Pitts is my crush of the draft. I, I, I've, I, ever since seeing him in Florida, I watched him every week. He was unguardable. I got Atlanta just, just based on him alone, man. They got the player of the draft. Uh, so I got Atlanta number one. Um, and they picked up, you know, some, some players, uh, you know, I guess the thing is Atlanta didn't Atlanta. They didn't choke. They didn't do anything stupid. They just made the smart pick. Very similar to Dallas, my analysis on Dallas. Like, they just – they had the plan. They didn't waver for it. They took what they, they needed to take. Um, I got Carolina second in this one. Horn's a good QB. He, uh, Sorry, CB. He'll be – you know, good. The rest of the draft's okay. This, this division didn't overwhelm any of us, it doesn't sound like. Uh, I think Carolina picked up a player. I've got the Bucks three. Like you guys have said, they didn't need much. The team, they're all running it a back. back. Uh, this is – this is. it seems like the Bucks are, are almost like the uh, Florida Marlins in baseball. You know, you, you win. We win while you can, then just – Dissolve it, then get the gang back together at some point. Win again, and then we'll future be be darned. 
Uh, be gone. Yeah, and then so yeah, I think Trask. I mean, he, he may be a quarterback, maybe not. I, but I mean, it's worth a gamble at this point. I mean, you know, what do you got to lose? So New Orleans, and I love New Orleans, uh, both the city and the Saints. But um, I just didn't think they did anything. And I agree. In book it on the fourth round, I think Kuiper had him at a sixth round grade. Like, and what is that? I just don't think New Orleans fixed any problems. They're right. they're coming back with Winston or Taysom Hill as your starting quarterback in that division. Where, as bad as the Falcons' defense, the Falcons put up points. Carolina should be putting up points. I. I just don't think New Orleans did anything to improve themselves at all. Yeah, I agree with you. I, and, you know, I did say they didn't get a quarterback that could compete, compete with Hill in Winston. And I don't see Ian Book as that. No. I, mean, I really don't. So, I uh, before we go to the Bet Your Nuts segment, I did have one question, and, and, and it's big. I always try to do this. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more, but I always try to find the one guy. All right, I, I'm going to find the guy I want to collect as a collector. Uh, and, and I think my collector guy, and it's not necessarily the highest pick, but in years past, it's been I've collected the year Aaron Rodgers was the 29th pick. I, I collected a ton of Aaron Rodgers, and it, it turned out well. As a collector, always looking for value. So high value, uh, a number one pick, I think I may collect Najee Harris stuff because I think he's just going to be a beast in the Steelers. Um, a later round guy, and I hate to play Homer, that I think can flourish in the NFL is I think Josh Palmer, and, and to add to Rob, uh, Rob's story, Derek Ansley was a coach at Tennessee, talked about how much Palmer is now on the Chargers staff, was a competitor. Who is your guys from the draft that, hey, I think this guy may have not been Trevor Lawrence, but he's, he's going to be a star. And then who's somebody later in the draft that you think we'll hear from at some point down the road? Uh, Raj, we'll let you fire off on that one, and then Robbie can be first on. Bet your nuts. Um, you know, that's a great pick. I I think I understand what you're going with. Um, if we're talking about a rookie card that I want, quarterback, always have time, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, it's hard not to go homer here. Uh, I, I Well, this is not a homer pick, but I – I love Penny Sewell. I, I, when I saw that guy play, he was unstoppable. Um, the offensive tackle, Troy got him at seven. And I, I thought that was a great pick. Um, and certainly somebody later, um, I, I don't have, when you look down the list, there's so many kids that, you know, were all conference and graded much higher that some teams got really late. And I was just shocked, you know, whether, um, you know, I may come back to that one in terms of a, a kid that I thought was a steal. Uh, I'm just – there's so many of them. I remember looking at the draft and like, holy, that guy went in the sixth of them? Um, you know, I thought he'd go in the third. So uh, that's a tough one. That's a very good question. I'm trying not to be a homer. Uh, the Niners did get the defensive player of the year in the Pac-12 in the sixth round. 
Uh, that's just weird to me. Uh, Pittsburgh did very well. I uh, like their Roche pick out of Miami, the defensive end, pretty late. Um, yeah, I'm going to let Robbie take over from there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure uh, if I have a great answer for that last one. I was, like I said, shocked. All right, Robbie, what, who's your two guys? All right, so I'm going to break it down. If I'm collecting stock, I'll take pits every month. I'll put my mortgage into that every month. If I am wanting the next Apple or something like that, I'll give me Justin Fields. Okay. I will, I will, I will take the growth in him uh, with the Bears and his the the, the whole city backing him. Uh, if you want to give me a penny stock, uh, a six round pick, I'll take Trey Smith, and I'll be happy with that and really see. I'm not kidding. He could be a ten-time pro. pro bowler. Like, yes, yeah. he 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 has that talent. Um, the 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 sleeper in the midway pick, uh, Kellen Mond. I think he's going to good. He he's going to sit for a while, and he's going to Cousins for what he lacks in natural ability. He uh, knows the system. He's a serviceable quarterback, and he's made a lot of money. And I think he's going to be of the mold that will allow Mon to come behind him and learn and really be a mentor to him. Good, 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 Robbie. I think you nailed that better than any of us. All right, guys. So here's the bet. If I had my bet, my nuts picked, and I never, I'm going to go with a name that 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 should scare every baseball fan. So a couple of years ago, a hyped, hyped uh, prospect was Freddie Petrola. He came up kind of uh, a little bit and struggled. He's 3-0 and this year so far for negative 120 tomorrow night. You can get fast Freddie versus the Phillies. So that's my bet to your nuts, Pitts. I'll take what team does he play? What teams he play on? The Brewers. Minus okay. 125. Over the Phillies tomorrow night. Robbie, you are on deck, my friend. All right. So I have, I spent, well, so I've prepared my bet you're not pick here, here just quickly, but I think I've got some good logic behind it. All right. Um, I spent the afternoon, a little bit of the afternoon trying to figure out. Um, where the Predators fit in the NHL playoff standings. I still do not have a clear understanding of how the NHL playoffs are working this year with the divisions in the Canada division and all that. But I do know the Predators are close. And I do know the Blue Jackets are not. So tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, um, you're laying 175, but it's a winner. So, bet double what you normally bet and thank me later. So, I'm going Predators on the road, money line minus 175. Nice. Nice. All right, Rog. We've had baseball and hockey. Now, make some logical sense. I'll try. I'll go with basketball then. And this week, I'm not sure what it's going to be at. But I think the last six games they've played against each other, the Clippers and the Lakers, the under has come in. And mainly because the teams beat the sh- out of every – I didn't say it, SEC, but 
you know, refs let them play and they beat each other up. They're usually defensive. LeBron is going to sit. Uh, the last game they played was uh, about a month ago. And there was 196 total points. I can't remember what the over and under was, but it was like 30 higher than that. Uh, not quite. But uh, I'm taking that under because like, I believe the last six times it's it's either come in or by a lot or uh, overall, you know, I, I would say four out of six, two thirds of the time. Uh, Clippers, Lakers, under. I'm not sure what it's at. Uh, I think that game I like is it. what? Um, but yeah, that's my that's my go-to. Well, we kind of knew we weren't going to get through the whole NFL in 60 minutes, or at least I realized that. So tonight turned into a special 90-minute version of 3R Sports. And Thursday was a great day, a lot of fun, guys. That was – it's kind of surreal that we're sitting there talking about the NFL draft, and we had several hundred people listening to us talk about the NFL draft. If I would have told a 15-year-old or 12-year-old Randall – People will cut off ESPN and listen to you talk about the NFL. He would have been thrilled by that thought. Well, so. you probably would have had to explain the internet first. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> hey, and that, also, that, real quick, to be fair, a lot of people watched on YouTube. Yes. Believe yes. it or not. And there were a few comments, including from my brother-in-law, who uh, may have been the one that said I derailed late. I don't know. Or maybe that was on Facebook. He doesn't use that. To, but Dr. Kubaska, uh, you know, there were a few comments on there. Um, we didn't see it. We don't watch the YouTube feed. We're in, you know, our, our studio in the live feed. So um, yeah. big ups to everybody. I hope we entertained and uh, hopefully I'll get my soul back in time uh, to start the, uh, the regular season. And I'm glad we could, uh, glad we could uh, fill that void in your life for those that actually did watch us over ESPN or NFL.com or NFL channel network. Well, yeah. okay. Every everyone I hear is like, oh, I'm tired of seeing these analysts talk about the same stuff, same stuff. So yeah, why not jump on here and listen to us give our quick take on things that we we know a little bit about, but hey, it's something different than watching ESPN, you know. I was, and just for example, I was watching PTI before we got on here and they're talking about um Oh, is Russell Westbrook the second best point guard in history? Like, that's just a dumb made-up topic. And yeah. I love PTI. PTI, <laughs> Tony Kornheiser, Mike Wilbon, they're my favorites in the sports in, sports uh, in, entertainment industry. But, yeah, it's just it's just a made-up topic. Yeah, give me back more. Talk about, more about the NFL. Talk about something people care about. Absolutely. Are you Coldest getting- beer in the USA. That's, that's right. like one of those topics. Does that mean you're going to get a PTI, PTI shirt next week coming in? I hope so. Uh, hey, we, we were we, where were we? We were live from Jordan and Australia. We need one of those little flags. We need some flags in our swag. Good night, Jordan. Good night, Australia. That's it. That's Hell it. Yeah. Well, final announcement. Uh, we cut a deal today. We signed a marketing. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a marketing grill deal, but we did finalize our shirt and hat contracts. Uh, they will be in stock uh, the week of May the 20th. And we're going to be able to cut the prices from what I originally announced. It will be $25 for a t-shirt. It will be $19.99 or $20 for a hat. And we'll be able to sell a combo, a hat and a t-shirt for $35. So 
we'll have those over the next for couple of weeks and uh it's a cool logo it might be a might be a slightly stolen logo but nobody knows that but we'll have our merchandise and uh we'll get it out on the uh internet and get it out everywhere it Just, needs to be do i just have to try there bro robbie and i are like la, 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 yeah, yeah, la, yeah y'all don't y'all just know it's freddy free dog your, your your in-house legal team uh doesn't like the, that kind of language uh, well it's a defunct company now so i think we're okay but God's uh, final words from the legal team. Um, yeah, I mean, thanks for whoever's watching and subscribe, like us. Uh, there's my Twitter handle. Uh, if you want to follow me, that'd be cool. I talk about sports uniforms, occasionally some political issues, and uh, a couple of random thoughts here and there. Um, but yeah, we enjoy it, and anytime we can uh entertain or annoy or do whatever it is that keeps you coming back and also anytime any suggestions let us know we'll talk about anything absolutely raj uh i got a text that said how come you're not having beers tonight you were a lot more entertaining then so thank you uh, i do second that question uh, i do second that too <laughs> uh we had a, some visitors in town so i had a big weekend and uh i'm not a spring chicken anymore and i was in pain so uh what's that it's an old age it, yeah man it was just one of those where you you go after it and i don't really do brunch anymore I went to a nice brunch wine down in Ottawa, tennessee Ayo. um and it was just it felt like one never ending never hey, mind Roger, um, I, i've been practicing my uh Vodka Capri Suns just to get ready for next basketball season. I don't want it to sneak up on me. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I love doing this show, but this, um, and I, I had my little 10 year old baseball expert on before, and uh, and, and everybody knows I've missed work all week. I'm telling you, my greatest advice to you if you had chicken pox and you're approaching the age of 50. Go get the shingles vaccine. This is a miserable existence. I, I'm, you know what I'm going to do after the, the, the show? I'm going to go run a hot bath and put oatmeal in it and lay in there and drink hot tea. So that's truly the sign you're an old man. Nah, man, shingles sucks, man. You're in my thoughts. Um, yeah, it's one thing after another for you, bud, and, and you wouldn't be able to tell as a host of the show and your research and internet and fixing everything, uh, you're kind of like Robbie and I's like dad on this show. Even <laughs> you're only like five years older than me. Uh, but no, nah, man, much respect. You power through, you couldn't tell at all. And uh, I think God rewarded you with Kyle Pitts. So uh, hopefully that, that helps out a little bit. I'll take it. All right, guys, until next week, Robbie, Raj, Randall, we're out, and next week we'll be back on tune. Probably about four topics. And hey, one of them, how, how about the time target? We're only one minute late. We we said ninety minutes, and we hit it pretty close. You know that's hard for us. That's that's like doing a draft and only making it four hours. <laughs> it's impossible. All right, so we'll see you down the road next week with one of those topics is going to be uniform related, though. I like it.